Coming up on the podcast, we're going to be looking at some NRL today. We're we'll taking you through to the top five defenses in the NRL after five rounds of the 2023 season. I think it's a really important stat to look at because it would have some considerations for who's actually going to win the NRL Premiership this season. We're also going to have a look at the teams not really performing too well and what that means for them for the rest of the season. Also going to have a look at a bit of NBA. This is the final week of the regular season. We're going to talk about the MVP and we're also going to talk about the playoffs too. So that's next. Also want to thank everyone who listened to my first podcast. I really appreciate the viewership as well as the feedback that I received and I hope you enjoyed this one. So it's currently 5.38 on a Tuesday here and just wanted to touch on the NRL for this season and I wanted to look at the top five defences after round five of this year and I think this is always a really good interesting stat and one that will ultimately decide who wins the competition. So only one team in the 16 team competition which has been since 2007 and including this year too uh, those who have had a top five defense have gone on to win a premiership all but one team which is the North Queensland Cowboys in 2015 now taking into consideration this idea I thought I'd just rattle off the top five defences in the league at the moment. So, number one is Penrith, and they're only conceding 13 points a game. Number two is Brisbane, and they're only conceding 14 points a game. Number three is South, who are only conceding 16.8 points a game. Number four are the Warriors who are conceding 17.6 points per game. And number five is the Bulldogs, who are only conceding 19 points a game. So based on this list and based on history, we can say that one of these five teams will be winning the NRL Premiership this year. And Penrith, they're still the favourites. They were the favourites... Coming into the preseason, I'd say they're a really good chance to make the grand final again, uh, just based on the fact that they are, again, playing good defense as well. And their attack is clicking too. And I think the only thing that would stop them from making the grand final at this stage is if they were to get a major long-term injury to one of their big stars. In regards to Brisbane, I feel like the Broncos, while they are young and very exciting, they haven't 
had that finals experience yet and really there's always that saying in sport where you have to lose a big game such as a a preliminary final or a grand final you have to lose one before you have to win one as well so you have to really take your licks take all the hurting and bring it out for the next few years and try and win it the next year and this is the same thing that Penrith had to go through the same thing that Melbourne had to go through for 2020 and the same thing that the Roosters had to go through for 19 and 18 as well because with the Roosters they lost their prelim in 2017 and that would lead to them winning in 2018 and 2019 too. And in regards to South, I think South were, they were one of my preseason favourites. I think the reason why they haven't been playing as well is because their attack, they haven't got the best attack in the league at the moment. I think it's ranked in the bottom five in regards to how many points they're actually scoring per game. But their defense has been really good despite they've been missing a bunch of forwards throughout the season too. So that's really, I think, a positive sign. And a team that when it comes to closer to the finals or even right now, I think they're going to be one of the biggest risers throughout the season. And you're going to see them finish right in the, at least the top eight. Top four, potentially, definitely. The Warriors? There might be that surprise thing. There might be the Cowboys of last year, uh, this year, right? The Cowboys were last year. They were the surprise team. Everybody thought that they were going to be a bottom four team, but they came in and became a top four team. And it might be the Warriors this year. They've got a bunch of players playing really well. Sean Johnson, Marcelo Montoya, all their forwards as well. And they seem to be really good coached, all right? They seem to be really good and well coached. And if they do continue this, again, I think they're going to be easily a top eight team. They're definitely not going to be wooden spooners like I predicted. But I definitely think that they're going to be one of the biggest risers if they continue at this form. I don't know, towards the end of the season... Um, I do question their lack of X factor, the lack of, lack of stars on that team, and in particularly how how would that work, or how well do you think they do without that lack of X factor uh, in the team when it came around to the finals too? And in regards to the Bulldogs, again they've made some really good signings there again. Another team, like the South, they've been experiencing a lot of injuries too, but Serraldo, he's really come in and he's really done well with their defence. And again, I can definitely see this team that if it starts to click for them in attack, then they could definitely win those big rises. Probably not as much as South because I think South have more of those x-factor players like i mentioned before with the warriors they um they have guys like latrell mitchell cody walker damian cook cameron murray keon kolomu atangi whereas you look at the bulldogs 
an argument could be made. It would be Matt Burton, potentially Adokar, potentially. I don't know. I mean, Kikau has always been part of those big moments too. Reed Marnie's not really the sort of X-factor player. He's more of the reliable, consistent player. And if they continue their defense, I definitely think they're going to be a top eight team. I add them potentially, well, definitely coming in the top eight this year. And I think they are well on their way to becoming a top eight team if they continue playing defense, but also if their attack starts to click a little bit more. We'll take a break. So this year, it's been a very interesting NRL season. Just looking at the table now, five of the top eight from last season are currently in the bottom six, and that includes Raiders at 16th, Parramatta at 15th, North Queensland at 14th, South at 13th, and Cronulla at 12th. And again, really been quite interesting to see whether those teams are going to go up or if they just stay down as well. I think Canberra is in a bit of a bit of a mess right now. I don't think well, I didn't certainly have them in my top eight this year, and I didn't think they'd be looking this bad though. That's the only thing. And with the news of Jack Whiteson potentially leaving very soon and exploring the market it really puts into question exactly where the direction of the club should be taking over the next few years whether they need to re re well clean out the whole roster they need to get some new staff in whether it be sacking ricky stewart because if you do look at ricky stewart's uh resume at the moment at canberra he has made the finals a few times but he's only made the grand final once so do they need to go in a new direction, get someone a bit younger, get some more backs in? I'm not too sure. Parramatta, I think their schedule is going to be a bit easier going forward now. And they've had a rough first five weeks playing very, I would say, hard competition. Uh, one of the hardest out of all the teams in this competition so far. And really, it's going to be much easier. They got the Tigers this week. Tigers are one of the worst defenses in the league. And they're going to show Lane back this week. So that should help really in attack. And but more importantly, you should see them start defending a bit more. So conceding less points. Uh, as in for the Cowboys, again. They're a bit of a mystery team at the moment. They're not really scoring that well. They've only scored 85 points throughout their last first five games. The defense has been okay. And really, they've had the easiest of opposition as well. They've had the... When they've got the struggling Dolphins at the moment for this week. And... Who knows with this team? Who knows where they're going to be going up again? Last year might have been a bit of a blip. And maybe they're not that good of a team. They might need another guy in just to help with their, at least with their attack. 
I'm not too sure where exactly. I mean, maybe maybe the loss of Hamiso Tabuafado is going to really rule them for the next few years. You're looking at South as well. South, a bit tricky. I'm going to get onto them a little bit later because I do want to look at a very interesting statistic that I think you guys are going to like. Souths are very interesting. I think they're going to be one of the bigger risers out of it. They have struggled with injuries across their front row. And again, I think a lot of their backs as well. I think Isaac Thompson's making a lot of errors too. I think Latrell's had a bit of a, I would say a bit more of a quiet start for the year. Not not exactly expected as what he was last season where he came out really well, was very close to, I think, a Dalian, even if he didn't, uh, wasn't even that close with his voting. I thought he was playing at that Dalian level. But really not really scoring that much. I think they're one of the top, they're one of the top five worst attacks in the league at the moment. They've scored the least amount of points at 78 points per uh, 78 points across the five games and really I'm expecting them to get back into form as well it's all about the combinations at the end of the day I feel like they have too many good players on that team with Latrell with Cody Lachlan Ilias coming back into his own and improving as well as he's as we saw in his that first game of the year too so there his potential is there we've seen it out of them and as well, they've got Damian Cook and Cameron Murray, who's going to always help with them too. So I'm not too worried about them. I think they're going to be definitely a big risers. For another, on the other hand, I mean, who knows? Their defense isn't good at the moment, considering that Cray Fitzgibbon, their head coach, is a defensive-minded coach. That's what he was at the Roosters. He was a defensive coach. And... They are one of the worst defences in the league. They are leaking a top five worst uh, amount of points, most more points, right? And again, the only reason why they've won their games is because they're scoring a lot. They're, they've got one of the best attacks in the league. They scored 138 points across their first five games, and that ranks them in the top five as well. And they've only had Nico back the last two games now and it goes to show how much depth they actually have but they really need to fix up not only on their defense but their errors as well and their errors is definitely what cost them last year and it looks like it's definitely what's costing them this year particularly when they were versing the Warriors I felt that the reason why the Warriors were able to come back in that game was because of the amount of errors that Cronulla were making during the game too. And I think if they're going to fix up those areas, I definitely think they will be up there with the top eight. But I'm not too sure if they are going to be there in the later stage of the season where it comes to the preliminary final and potentially the grand final as well. We'll take a break. So I just wanted to touch on the NBA at the moment. And there's only 
what a week left in the regular season before finals start and I think this this MVP discussion has been quite I would say it's turned very uh, topical it's very yeah debatable but it's also very toxic as well as what we've seen and from what I've been listening to from what I've read I think we're at a stage where I'd be happy if one of Nikola Jokic or Giannis or Embiid, one of those guys, if they won, I wouldn't be mad because I think there's arguments around every oh, one of those three, every one of those three players. And yeah, Embiid... He might have the weakest team, but he's one of the more dominant players across the whole NBA. Jokic is putting up one of the best offensive seasons from a center perspective and best team in the West too. And for Giannis, he's really best player in the world, best player on his team, best best team in the league, not in just the Eastern Conference too. Again, like I said to you, doesn't really matter to me unless it's just one of those three. Nothing, nothing like Jason Tatum or even Luca for that matter. Now, Luca's not even well; his team's not even in the the playing now too. So he's definitely not going to be considered MVP. I think there are questions in regards to whether he does make the first team All NBA. Whether a guy like, I don't know, Shea Gilgis Alexander takes over or someone else like Donovan Mitchell too. Uh, I definitely think that's worthy of discussion, uh, particularly with the voters too. Now, in regards to the upcoming playoffs... I think there are only a few teams that can make uh, a run for the NBA championship. And I think the teams are Milwaukee. Uh, You're looking at, I think, Memphis as well. Uh, I really do like Memphis. I think they have the Defensive Player of the Year in Jaron Jackson Jr. in their team and a real X-Factor player like Ja Morant as well. And again with the Bucks, best team in the league too. And really one of those teams that's been there, done it as well. And again, they have the best player in the league too. Another team, I think, well, with Denver, I don't know. I mean... Do they have the depth? Do they have, uh, other than Jokic, do they have players who are going to step up during the finals too? And that's probably my only question for Denver too. And, and again, I think if they can figure that out, if someone like Jamal Murray can step up during the playoffs, if someone like Michael Porter Jr. can step up during the finals, Potentially, they could definitely make it to the NBA Finals this year. But again, very big questions 
very big question because we have seen both of those players and more of those players on the Denver Nuggets really just fade out during the season too. I think Boston is very interesting. I think they do have depth and they do have two ex-players who can definitely lead them to the finals. Question is, can they win the finals? They've already been there once last year. Can they go one step further and make or win the NBA finals? And, you know, I mean, Rob Williams, is he going to be healthy throughout the playoffs too? I think Tatum, sometimes he can fade in and out of games too. Sometimes he can have a couple of good games. He strings them together, but then he might have one bad game. He can't really afford that during a NBA uh, final series when you're only playing a max seven games. And every game is very critical at this point too. So I think I've only got four teams who can truly win the NBA championship this year but still have question marks. And if I were to choose two teams to make the NBA finals this year, I would say it would be Milwaukee Bucks and the Memphis Grizzlies too. And I think Grizzlies, they're very young very hungry too. They have that real uh, grit about them. They're very reminiscent, I think, of the bad boys Detroit Pistons uh, in the 80s. And I definitely feel like they are going to make a big run too. And I'm very intrigued to see how Ja Morant performs, particularly with everything that has gone with uh, through him, with him. And over the last few weeks and getting back into it as well and him trying to make a statement I think is going to be really important particularly in the playoffs too that's it for the podcast for today I hope you did enjoy listening to it if you want to give me any feedback that'll be much appreciated as I'm building the this network building this channel as well podcasting is something I definitely do like doing because I love talking about sport and if you want to follow me on Instagram it will be in the description of the podcast and I'll catch you guys soon